Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message is simply called Stand, and it comes from the text Ephesians, the sixth chapter, 10th through the 18th verses. This is a familiar one to most of you. I'm just going to read the first few verses. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The Apostle Paul's admonition for the church at Ephesus is to stand against the devil's schemes. It's a powerful reminder of one of our primary obligations as Christians. We're all familiar with the concept of taking a stand. At Roxbury Presbyterian Church, we're often called to take a stand as community leaders. We stand for equitable, quality education for our young. We stand against violence in the neighborhood. And these are noble efforts, but Paul is urging us to do something even greater. As a matter of fact, it is impossible for us to truly take any stand out in the world unless we are standing right in Jesus. According to Paul, that means we have to be prepared to fight the devil in a spiritual battle. You know, many modern-day Christians don't want to believe in the idea of a real devil or in spiritual warfare. It sounds too otherworldly, old school. It makes some folks nervous. But Paul was clear. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, the authorities, and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. According to this text, spiritual warfare is not fantasy. It's not metaphorical. There is an ongoing battle underway between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. It takes place in the spiritual realm, which Paul calls the heavenlies, and in the physical realm here on earth. And we are all impacted. There is no neutral ground here. As Christians, we must stand. I'm always deeply moved by the thought that Paul wrote this letter while chained to a Praetorian guard under house arrest in Rome. That means the apostle was bound by the wrist on a short chain to a soldier who guarded him 24-7. The word says he was under a house arrest for two years. Now, this is one of several occasions that Paul is imprisoned during his ministry. It's estimated he spent some five to six years in some kind of confinement and during that time wrote four of his letters, including Philippians, Philemon, Colossians, and Ephesians. The passage begins, Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his power. Sometimes we as believers can be lulled into a false sense of security, thinking that we stand in our own power. This is a common problem and manifests itself in many ways, but one good example is in the notion of self-righteousness. Now, what is that? 
Well, that's that presumed superiority based on better understanding, better perspectives, better ideas, and a better walk. When I say self-righteous, who do you think of? If you can name some other people who suffer from this malady, well, that confirms one thing. You suffer from self-righteousness yourself. (laughs) The devil can use self-righteousness because it turns you away from humility, submission. It turns you away from God. Paul couldn't have felt very strong in his own power during this time. The point of imprisonment is to take away personal power. And Paul knows that any power he has to write, to live, to think comes from the Lord. God says, my strength is made perfect in weakness. But here's how God works. As Paul sits here day after day watching and probably ministering to this Praetorian guard, he begins to see this guard as a symbol of believers in the world. See, these Praetorian guards were an elite unit, sort of a special forces team that basically stayed in Rome. They had to always be prepared for battle. Their job was to protect the seat of imperial power. So this concept of standing, you see, is key to Paul's message. The plan is not to march, not to run, not to assault the enemy. The plan is to hold firm the fortress of the church. And to do that, we have to put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Here's Paul tethered to this big grisly guard dressed for battle, and he begins to write this stunning description of God's armor for believers. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day and having done everything to stand firm. We have to be able to stand for God. We can only do this through God's power And we can only do this after full preparation, taking on God's full armor. So let's talk about this armor. I don't have that much time and there's a lot to talk about, but I want to remind you the belt of truth. Stand firm with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The literal Greek translation of this is to gird your loins. It defines an undergarment, a foundational garment. The Roman soldier guards his most private and important parts with this girdle. This is not armor. It's the foundation of the armor. So the base is what we are as a body of Christ is truth. That's the key here. We're talking about integrity as individuals and the whole body. The girding then is a stabilizer. It holds things in place. Satan fights us with lies, and sometimes his lies sound like the truth. But God is not a man that he should lie. So this whole thing manifests itself in in wholeness. Whatever I am on the outside is what I am on the inside. That's not perfection, it's wholeness. And that's what we're talking about here. The second one, put on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate, critical for that soldier, it protected his heart. Often Satan attacks our heart, the muscle of our self-worth and our truth, the muscle of our wholeness, this righteousness. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. We're talking about an inside core protection. Now we refer to an outside action. What Satan does, you may think I'm talking about a big dramatic action like stealing or murder, but Satan is slicker than that. Satan would have you believe that you don't need to act righteous all the time. It doesn't matter this one time. 
I can just slip and I can do what I want and I don't have to worry about God. But you see, that's Satan's lie. Our righteousness has to be our goal all the time. We may not get it, but it's our goal. And then there's the gospel of peace. Have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. A Roman soldier's shoes were studded with nails to give the soldier traction. Just like a runner needs traction to run a good race, this traction can also keep you on your feet. If you don't have it, you can get knocked down. Have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. That means God has you standing in peace so that no matter what happens, you'll not be thrown off balance. So much of what happens in the world can, can easily throw us. But the God of peace can sanctify us entirely. And then there's the shield of faith. The Roman soldier's shield was measured about two and a half feet wide and four feet long, so that crouched, he could raise it and be fully protected. I think of a SWAT team. They have ballistic shields that are able to sustain bullets from machine guns and shotguns and handguns. And so when the bad guy shoots, he's just out there in the wind. He's trying to kill, but the SWAT team member is trying to protect himself. He may be on the offensive trying to kill, but he's also trying to live. Faith is your shield. It is what keeps your spirit alive. It's not as much a feeling as it is action. Satan will always shoot you with darts of doubt or fear, second guessing. But you need your shield. Faith is not your belief in God. Faith is believing God. The true shield of faith is not looking inward and worrying It's looking upward to God. And then you need the helmet of salvation. Soldiers wore helmets to protect their heads. In these contemporary battles in Iraq and Afghanistan, soldiers return home suffering from traumatic brain injuries caused by the blast of bombs. So the head is really important because the greatest damage the devil can do is in our minds. We need salvation. Salvation encompasses everything that God has promised for us It protects our minds. Every weapon I've talked about so far is a defensive weapon, but the soldier has to have a sword, and that's offensive. That's that's how these Roman soldiers took on the enemy. They had two. One was a longer sword, and the shorter one was a dagger. That was for up-close personal combat. The sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. God gave us his word for that up-close personal combat. And remember, because this is the sword of the Spirit, it's not our weapon, because ultimately this is not our battle. That's why when Goliath is taunting David, David said, you can come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. The battle is not mine. It is the Lord's. God's word. It's not the last thing we need. It's at the base of what we need. We have to trust the truth in God's word. So now you're prepared, just like this soldier who guarded Paul. You are prepared for battle. You can take on any enemy because the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. So after you've done all you can and you have yourself protected and you're ready to defend yourself and you're ready to take on the enemy offensively, All you have to do is stand. Have a great day, everybody. 
Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign.